Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today, I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto, whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back. You'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation. So 10 years down the road from now, you'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. Welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. I'm super pumped because there was a little pre-show conversation going on with my man, Angus. Dude, introduce yourself. Um, so my name's Angus Arthur. Uh, right now I'm a student at Michigan State University doing pre-law and I'm also um, trying to represent Jamaica for the next Olympics for wrestling. So very diverse. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And you're on the team, right? For Jamaica? Yes, yes. I'm on the team. I just got, I came for two here from Calgary and I wrestled in the Canada Cup. So yeah, I've been wrestling a lot and traveling. That's fantastic. And I, I was doing a little bit of research beforehand. You are on the very first Jamaican wrestling team. Yeah? Yes, that's correct. Yep. The first one. That's awesome. How does that feel? You know, did you ever see the movie Cool Runnings? Yes, yeah? yes. <laughs> that's yeah, what comes I've to mind. The, movie, yeah. <laughs> the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Well you are that, but exactly wrestling. for wrestling, yeah. And so <laughs> Hopefully the results are better for me than them, yeah. but, um, <laughs> and I'm not as afraid of the cold weather. But yeah, I am the the first. So I mean, it's it's very unique, and that's kind of the reason that I wanted to do it was be the first. You know, make a difference. There's a lot of really great wrestlers, but it's unique to be the first for a whole country. So yeah, that's really awesome, man. Yeah. That's that's quite an honor. Yeah, to be that way. You know, and I mean, you're in perfect shape for it, which is great. You know, I was just saying before the show that I had to take my jacket off so I could at least show that I'm at least <laughs> half as jacked as you are. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've been uh, working out for a long time, probably too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you been wrestling? Um, about 16 or 17 years since I was seven. Nice. So, yeah. How'd you get into that, man? Because everyone has a start story, right? Yeah. So actually, um, I was really just a farm kid, just grew up on a farm and I always played football. And then I seen this flyer for wrestling and I was like, oh, I told my parents I want to do this. And my parents were like, oh, no, we don't want to do this. We don't want him like doing wrestling. And so I only had one practice. And then there, I was like, oh, there's a tournament this weekend. And my parents were like, all right, you can go because they thought I would just lose. And then, you know, I'd be done with it because yeah. I didn't like to lose. And so I went and I knew nothing about wrestling, but I was really strong. And I just literally picked <laughs> the kid up like a bale of hay and threw him <laughs> on the ground. You and my parents, him. yeah, and oh, my, my parents God. were like, oh, God, what did we start now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's honestly how I started, and then I just kind of took off from there and just kept wrestling. I mean, my parents know, my dad knows nothing about wrestling, you know? So they he, he wrestled a little bit in high school, but it wasn't like I came from a wrestling family or anything, really. I just kind of yeah, started yeah. on my own. Did it just click when you when you threw this kid on the floor? Were you just like, this is what I got to do for 16 years now? Yeah, um, not, not necessarily. I honestly liked football more, but... 
I thought wrestling made me a better football player because of like the hand-to-hand combat and just like it's harder than football, obviously, like the conditioning and yeah, everything. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna I like doing it, but I was like, I'm just gonna do this, you know, be better at football, do something different. And then I mean I fell in love with it. I still love football, I think. I mean, I watch it every Saturday in the fall watching like Michigan State. That's my team. So it's your team. You're from Michigan, right? Yep, yep. And yeah. I go to Michigan State University. So yep. That's fun too. Wow. What, so you're studying pre-law right now. How does that work with your studies that you have going on? And also, because I'm assuming you travel a lot for yeah. wrestling. You know, yeah, how- I do. Um, my professors don't necessarily like me all the yeah. time, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. It, what do they know? Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's honestly pretty hard because like this last semester, um, I left for like three trips. I went to like Barbados for a thing. I went to Argentina for a tournament and then I went somewhere else too and so I miss quite a lot of classes but I go to a like it's an honors college so it's pretty small and so my professors are pretty understanding as long as you stay up on the work but it, it is hard uh, no doubt I mean it, I can just imagine the conversations with you and them you're like well come on cut me a little slack I'm the I'm the first Jamaican <laughs> wrestling team ever I'm making history here yeah man. exactly so most of them have been pretty understanding which is pretty unique because I think if I was in the regular population you know where it's 300 kids in the classroom they wouldn't really care you yeah, know they sure. just be like whatever you can fail but for sure yeah now, i'm sure you've had a journey from when you were seven years old and throwing that kid on the floor to when you got onto the jamaican wrestling team uh, i'm really intrigued about this you know because we talked a little bit about cool runnings that was the story behind how bobsledding got started for jamaica how in the world did jamaica say hey we're gonna wrestle um so i'm not really sure honestly the way i came about it was really weird i was on Facebook and I seen something like Jamaican Wrestling Federation. This was probably like seven years ago. And I JWF. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um I was like I like told my dad and he's like, wow, that would be really cool. Like if you did that, you know, because at this point I wrestled for the U.S. on two world teams. And I was like, you know, that would be a really cool opportunity to be the first, you know, to yeah, help them yeah. start their program. And so like I like started like working for it, applied for my citizenship, did all that stuff. And then I was like, wow, this would be a really good opportunity because I've spent so much of my life in Jamaica ever since I was two months old. I've been going there. And really? Yeah. Huh. I just went there for a wedding last week for one of my best friends. So I, I have really good family friends there. And I was like, you know what? This would be really cool to help spread the sport and be the first person and give back to something that's given so much to me. That's really cool, man. You get this is mission based for you. Yeah, yeah, to help build this up. You wrestled on two world teams for the U.S. Yes, yes. But then you see Jamaica, and you're like, you know, I'm going to help them build this thing. Yeah. Why? Why were you there at two? What, what, what have you been doing prior to wrestling there? Um, my parents went there for vacation. They just liked going there. And, um, my dad's best friend lives there. He owns a water sports business. So, nice. yeah. So we always just have go been going down there because my dad owned a big farmer. He still does. We used to do a lot of cattle, like 700 head. And so he would work all summer. And then like in the winters, he would go there for like two months for vacation. You know, you can't farm in the winter. Yeah. So <laughs> he would go there for vacation. And so like, I just always was around the culture and around the people and I really fell in love with it. That's cool, man. What's yeah. your favorite part about the country? Um probably I like the food is really good, honestly. Yeah, and the uh-huh. but the people are what um make the difference for me. Just like yeah. the culture and everything. It's more laid back and 
not as materialistic. Like, I mean, I've lifted in the same gym as Usain Bolt and people like that and talked to him and like people there are a lot more humble. It's not like, oh, like that's Usain Bolt. He can just walk down the street and no one, he's just a normal dude. And so I think that's very unique about Jamaica. It's not like they are like here where it's like, if you see like some guy walking down the street that he has to have bodyguards, like Usain Bolt can just walk around, you know, do his own thing. We were talking a little bit before the show about an ADD. Yeah, and uh, who knows? Maybe I was never diagnosed, but I might suffer a little bit from that too. I mean, even on the show here, we have this thing called a squirrel. You know that there's this weird thought. It's like a circus in my head, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's weird thoughts that come into my head all the time, and then my brain just goes with it. But we were talking about that when you were young too. You know, and but you had a farm. You know, you were able to just focus your energy somewhere else. Can you go into a little bit of that? Because it was I know we had the conversation a little bit ago, but I think it was really awesome. And this has to do with wrestling too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pretty much um my dad was just an old school farmer, still is. And so I, you know, they told me I had asthma and I was ADD and stuff like that. And so my dad was like, No, you're not. He just didn't believe in it. And so um he <laughs> wrong. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and he's like, You don't need any medicine or anything. And so he pretty much told me, like, you know, if you work 10 hours or 12 hours a day on a farm, you're not going to be ADD. You can go right to bed at night and all <laughs> and all your problems will be solved. And so, I mean, I think if you even if you have ADD, you can really channel it to do more things. You know, there yeah, it's I'm not a bad yep. thing. You know, it's not a bad thing to have ADD. Like you do more things. And if you funnel it the right way, you can get a lot of stuff done. It's just, you know, you might jump from thing to thing. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you know, it's a lot of the a lot of the really, really great entrepreneurs in the world are that way. You know, yeah. they might have been diagnosed that way. They might not have been. You know, I know I wasn't maybe just because my parents never took me to the doctor to say, why is this kid? always jumping on so many different things you know my youngest well my oldest is in here and he gets all these awesome crazy ideas too and, or they could be crazy awesome ideas whatever it is but what, he goes after every single one of them yeah you know? and you're talking you worked on a farm for for 12 hours a day yeah focusing your energy towards something right i think you're hitting on something that's pretty key here and i'm not a doctor dude yeah but this is the same way you know i i just started recently um because i i work out very consistently like you and probably not as consistently as you do (laughs) i mean four or five times a week for me yeah that's good you know that's not bad (laughs) no no i just switched i mostly lift i just switched from doing mornings because man who likes getting up early in the morning yeah some people do it is the worst you know and you're, you're sitting there you know i always eat my breakfast first you know just a high protein breakfast and then i would jump straight into a workout, you know, pretty much no carbs in the morning until later on in the day after a workout. That was about it. You know, I, I know a little bit. Yeah. But when I shifted to working out at night, just lifting, not cardio, because cardio winds you up big time, keeps your heart rate going. But when I shifted to working out at night, I sleep so freaking good at night. I can only imagine working on the farm for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't like slave labor. I wasn't out there when I was seven years old working no, no, 12 no, hours. Yeah. But, you know, you just like growing up on a farm, you're always outside messing around. But yeah, if you work or, I mean, if you're not just sitting inside watching Netflix or something, then you don't have the type of problems, you know, like ADD and stuff like that. If you yeah. work hard enough, you'll get tired. You know, you can push yourself. Yeah, to right that on. Point. You're touching on something pretty key here too, because there's, the, there's this 
huge movement now, right? And I don't remember who started, but there's some big names that are saying, don't watch TV, just read books. That's it. Just read, 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 read. You know, that's how you're going to relax. That's how you're going to do things. And uh, dude, I've always loved movies. Yeah. Oh, I you love know? movies. I used to, I think last year I was um, like a gold card member for a local movie because I spent yes. like a thousand dollars over the year. <laughs> I used to go every like Tuesday and I don't know, like I, I love movies too. Yeah. It's a way to unwind for me. Yeah. You know? And it's just a, kind of to turn my mind off and do that. So I, I kind of bought into this mindset a little bit, just like, all right, I'll try it. And I started trying to read at night before going to bed and maybe for about an hour or so. And, you know, cause I look at all the studies. I'm just, a, I consume so much information, articles and everything. I'm like, I'm going to dive into novels. So that's what I'm going to do. Nonfiction and just pour all this knowledge into myself. It was boring as hell, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And then I, you know, all I found out was that at the end of the day, my mind still had all this other stuff going on. You know, who cares if I read for an hour or two hours or whatever it was? I still had all these other things going on because I wasn't putting in the physical activity at that yeah. time at night. I wasn't trying to just relax myself and just kind of zone out just for an hour or so. You know, but to your point, too, I think there's this big conceptual whatever to where if you just sit down and watch movies all day long, that's, a, that's an okay thing, you know, or even with kids, right? Because I mean, my son's here in the studio with us, my oldest right here, and they get, they have digital devices. They, they have iPads, they have phones, you know, all of my kids do. I've got two 12 year olds and a nine year old, but they're not on those things all day long. I mean, do I let you play on this thing all day long? No. no. Do you, here's the question. Do you even want to play on this all day long? Right on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you've been doing that for a while now to where that's not the thing. There's so much other things in life. You know, yeah. you guys would love to have a conversation because he's a competitive swimmer. Yeah. You know, been doing it. But how tired are you? I'm bringing you to the show now. <laughs> you know, how tired are you after you have your swim practices at night? You pass out in your bed. I don't know if we can hear him on, on mic, but yeah, he passes out in his bed, just like you're saying, you know, and it, when you apply yourself, and this is important because I think this is a touchy subject for some people that are out there, the whole ADD, ADHD thing and throwing pharmaceuticals yeah, exactly. at this quote unquote problem, right? Uh, you know, my youngest son too, my nine-year-old was... He was said to have anxiety and, you know, some, something like that. And this was a teacher in his school, not a medical professional that was saying, you know, I think he's got this stuff, you know, because he, he just goes and thinks off in all these different directions. But he's got good grades. He has really, really good grades. And when, when you sit him down and you say, hey, you need to accomplish these things, that's not how his brain works. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, they th people right now are so they think that anything wrong, some pill can fix it. You know, oh my, it's horrible. You're like, oh my back hurts. Like I have to go get Vicodin. No, maybe if you stretched or like did an exercise to loosen it up. Like, I agree completely with the ADHD thing. Like if you work out or do something to tire yourself out, then you won't. I, you can you can at least control it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. maybe you're not perfect. You know, you might have to do some other things. But if you just sit in bed all day, then, yeah, you're going to be anyone would be like that. You know, have cabin fever to go do something. Right on. Or if you turn on a digital device and sit on it for four hours. Yeah. You know, and it, dude, I, I used to play video games all the time. You know, I, I grew <laughs> up in that. You know, yeah. I had the first Nintendo that was out and then all the way to the Xbox One that's there right now. We've got that, too. <laughs> at home, they play. 
play, but it's not all the time, you know, because there's so much more to life. You know, and uh, this is maybe uh, your dad was awesome, dude. I mean, when he just said, <laughs> uh, nope, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. It's like, no, you're just going to work on a farm for 12 hours a day. You're good. You're not yeah. going to be awake enough to even think about anything else or go go off on these 10 different ideas. How did you end up going from that, right, from from 12 hours? I know you said when you were seven, but it seems like, dude, when, when you go after something, which is really cool, and I respect this, when you go after something, you were just all in. You know, because you told a little bit about when you made the decision to help Jamaica build this team, right, and help them get out to the world. That Am I wrong or am I right when I said it seemed like it was just like a snap, and you're like, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, it was, and so... I kind of, I have a little bit of an addictive personality and I know that. So like when I do something, I either do it a hundred percent or zero percent. I don't really like half-assing things or doing them halfway. And so when I like made the decision to do that, it was just like, all right, this is what I'm doing. And like everything I'm doing from this point is geared towards this, you know, like how I train, like my traveling schedules, like how I eat, everything was just towards, you know, and like, obviously it's been hard because like it's expensive to travel you know so oh, i've yeah. been trying to get sponsors and different things like that and um it's been a journey though it's been fun <laughs> that's awesome so you're diving into the wrestling and you're saying this is just what i'm doing you know you talked a little bit about getting sponsors too because it, you have certain obstacles to overcome yeah in order to make this happen for yourself because i mean who's who's really made of money i mean some people are right but when you're going after some things you don't even want to you're doing it the smart way, man. You're not even trying to spend your own money to go after this kind of thing. You're you're gathering other people into the same vision, and that's what I see. That so when you talk to a sponsor, how, what what does that conversation go like? You know, how are you pitching it to them to say, "Hey, jump on my train." Well, a lot of it is um, I don't do most of that because I'm the athlete, but I try to when I am there is just like explain to them like my dream and like show them how dedicated I am. Like, I mean, if you show people that you're all in about something, they want to support you. You know, they want, people want to see people do good in that aspect. You know, people in Jamaica want to see me do good. They want to see me bring back an Olympic medal for the country and help spread the sport of wrestling. And I think the main thing that I try to explain is that wrestling, when I talk to sponsors and stuff in Jamaica and about like wrestling and why to sponsor that instead of other sports is because it's a unique sport. It's not like natural ability. It's not like track where you're either you're fast or you're not, you know, you can only get so fast if you're born, you know, a certain way. Like yeah, wrestling yeah. is a sport you get into it or you get out of it what you put into it. And so it's also a sport where you don't need much money. You only need a guy and another, like another person, you know, to get better. You don't have <laughs> to have, to throw. yeah, you, you can do it on the beach. You don't have to have, you know, hockey a thousand dollars worth of equipment and arena like you can wrestle in the sand you know there's so many different options and that's why um that's like mainly the pitch i give to the sponsors and obviously that it's not free to do this like you know it's it's hard on my parents to like pay for me to travel and obviously jamaica doesn't have the caliber of wrestlers i need to train against so i have to go to outside training camps like in two or three weeks i'm going to the olympic training center in colorado springs to wrestle with some of their guys there and so like 
I have to be able to get outside training, which obviously costs money. You can't, yeah, yeah. you know, all these traveling things. And the Jamaican Olympic Association does pay for the big tournaments, but they're not going to pay for everything. That's amazing, man. I mean, I've, I wish I had like pen and paper here because you just mentioned about eight things that we could go off on. Yes, <laughs> you did. Because just even in that, you know, because I, I always think back to, uh, you know, you asked me before the show, you know, are you into sports at all? I used to be, especially when the Bulls were amazing because I'm from Chicago. You know, Michael Jordan's the dude. He just yeah. was always the dude. And he was something you said really kind of resonated with me because it's something that he did, too, is he never really compared himself to even his own team. At all, he would go out and compare himself to. At that time, it was uh, Larry Bird, you know, or Magic Johnson, you know, the other titans of that. Just like you're saying, you know, you can. Jamaica right now doesn't have the caliber of wrestlers for you to compete against, which you're helping build that. And at some point in time, they will. Yeah, that's how. Dude, that's the same way Jordan built the freaking championship team, you know, as he went outside. That, that's so awesome. I love that. What's your favorite part so far? You know about about building this team for Jamaica. Give me just, a story of just some... Just the experience in general, I guess. Like, the people I get to meet and the places I get to go is really, like, amazing. Like, I mean, I went to Barbados this year, Argentina, Calgary, Canada. I go to Peru in a month to wrestle in the Pan Am game. So, I'll get to go nice. to, like, Montu Picchu or whatever. And so, like, I think really the... You learn a lot when you travel. Like, you're very sheltered if you... Luckily, my parents have always had me travel, so I've always got to see other places. Yeah. But you realize that, you know, not everything is the best in America. And some things you're very thankful for, you know. You are you see how people struggle in other countries. And, like, you feel... Like, when I go to Jamaica and I come back, like, my coach was just saying it. He's like, wow, like, we have it so easy in America. Like, these people are working for, like no money like they're just like grinding out here and like people in america mm. don't some people don't even want to get a job so you really get to see when you see other parts of the world you see how fortunate you are to be living in america and like the opportunities you have man that's a great point too and that that so fits i mean the day i don't know when this one will post you know but today's independence day july 4th that we're recording this on too yeah so i appreciate my country yeah i'm sure you do too no no know, i mean i love jamaica and like i love the united states too you yeah. know i can't say that one is better than the other but like i I've been able to see like that people in Jamaica don't have the same opportunity that yeah. we do here. And so that's why I that's why I want to do this for Jamaica is because it gives kids and people, you know, that are struggling maybe another chance. You know, obviously like it wrestling is very like it's like fighting. So you can yeah. let off yeah. a lot of testosterone, a lot of frustration and things like that, and it can keep people motivated i mean anytime you work out you feel better you know so <laughs> that dude that is so true anytime you work out you feel better yeah you know, I, I i used to be 80 pounds heavier i bring this up every now and then on the show but it, i struggled you know and it, there's a for people that are overweight there there's a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for that you know and i go off on tangents sometimes too with this thing because i wish that somebody would have just told me hey dude you're fat when i was fat yeah <laughs> you know but everyone's like hey you look good but that comes down to complacency too because there's a lot in our country that we've just sort of been conditioned to accept, you know, which is also something you touched on, that we have it so good here that we just don't even realize what might be going on 
in the rest of the world, you know, and how much people are struggling and hustling and trying to make something of themselves. You yeah. Know, I mean, you can never settle once you, you know what I mean? That's like what happens is people, they get married or like they get a job and they're like, oh, like this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And then they just let their bodies go. I mean, you have to be happy with yourself, you know, first. <laughs> right on. That, that, that's the straight truth too, is you just have to be happy with yourself first. I was talking to my team at one of my businesses the other day. I'm like, you have to be your own number one fan, you know, because if you if you lose your job, let's see if your spouse sticks around right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after all of a sudden they've got this picture of you being lazy or whatever, because you just lost your job or you made a mistake or something like that, or you put on weight. Let's see how everybody feels about you after you do that. No, you have to be your own number one fan. It's the thing that drives you and don't be complacent about it. You do. You hit the nail on the head, man. That's the straight truth. Yeah. I mean, I see it a lot. Just people like they, they feel bad for themselves, but no one feels bad for you. You yeah, know what I mean? It's right the on. truth. Like people don't, you know, it's, you have to do it for yourself. Like, no, I mean, some people might, but like the majority of people don't feel bad for you. They're doing their own things. They have their own families, their own goals and stuff like that. Like it's up to you to make yourself better, or ch make a change in your life. It sure is. And how, how do you feel about this too? Because I, you're the only one that's responsible and the only one that can make a positive change in your life. Yeah, and everybody else around you, I see so many people that will try to go out of their way to make other people happy. You know, which is a great trait. That's fantastic, but at the expense of their own selves sometimes, you know, rather than putting themselves first and there's this word selfish has gotten very very bad stigma in our society, you know, but that's okay because selfish can be very bad. No, right? no, I agree. Me and my sister were actually talking about this yesterday when we were at Cannon Beach. Like I was explaining to her that like, I um, don't always like to be in relationships with like girls because I get so selfish. Like I want, like, it's only about me, like my yeah, goals yeah. and stuff like that. And like, she was explaining to me that like that's okay because like that's how she is in her relationship but they like they do their own things and like it's became like especially like in america that we like depend on each other instead of being two separate independent people and like yeah. pushing each other yeah. like you like it's i don't know it's it's hard to explain but it's just that people get so dependent and yeah you're doing really, really well explaining it because I feel the same way. It resonates with me so much, man. You know, if you have to be the best for yourself first exactly. before you can be the best of whoever you are for anybody else. If you're struggling, yeah, of course you can still help other people out and all that. But are you going to be able to help other people out to the fullest that you possibly can if you're not in the right place on your own on your own head and your own mind? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why like I see people get in relationships all the time when they're not happy like happy with themselves and they think, "Oh, this person is going to be make me happier." Like they can't be independent or they can't be by themselves. Like you have to be happy with yourself. And and then like you can grow as a person like with the other person i think like i mean it, it's it's hard to explain but <laughs> that's that's a sad state too isn't it reliance on somebody else for you to be happy yeah it is or reliance on somebody else to fulfill you when you have the perfect ability to fulfill yourself yeah
Wow. It's deep. If I could, it is deep. I, I mean, if I had a bomb that I could drop right here, that would be it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, man. We're like kindred spirits. I yeah, love exactly. This. And like, I feel like it's not just about relationships. Like, it's about like anything. Like, with wrestling, like, no one, you know, besides my parents, like, they're not going to care if I don't make the Olympics. Like, they'll just be like, oh, it was another guy who didn't make the Olympics. Like, it has to be up to you. Yeah, yeah. I was doing so, I don't remember what this was, but I was talking about this. You're right. It's up to you because you're talking about your parents, too. My mother's an amazing mom. She always was when I was growing up, you know. But a, a mom's job is just meant to support you. You know, and just to be happy for you pretty much no matter what, right? Yeah. Not really the ones to correct you as you get later on in life. It's like, oh, you're doing a great job. Way to go. And not even really the ones to necessarily push you. Yeah. You have to do that all on your own. And when you look around and say, oh, well, I wish I could be like that. Well, just go be like that. No, no. <laughs> I it. I agree completely. Like people are like, oh, I should do this. It's like, why don't you just do it? You know, or people complain like about their weight or like they're not good at something like you just you just do it. Like yeah, that's all yeah. it is. Like if you want to do something, then do it. Like people like talk too much and talk themselves out about it and think about it too much instead of just doing things. Right on, man. You want another bomb here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think this is anywhere posted yet or not. I think I talked about this before, but th this is perfect because the, the different, this is a Rick Jordanism. You ready for that? The difference between dreams and visions is the could be versus the will be. Dreams are just something saying like, oh, I wish, I wish I could have that. You know, it's in my dream someday to do that versus a vision has a, de a definitive point even in time that's saying, I will achieve this. I will have this in my life. I will attain this level of whatever. As long as I'm looking at it as a vision is something that I'm going after. And like you made the decision for wrestling, said that I'm all in for this. Yeah. That's it. That's the decision point. It's not to, to go on a diet. It's not to have a, a better marriage or anything like that. It's, to, it's a commitment to working on yourself first before anybody else and saying, this is just a change in my life right here so that I can achieve whatever it is rather than just thinking about it, hoping, wishing, whatever else. Dude, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, well, as soon as you, when you put it down on paper, it gets real. You know, when you say like, this yeah. is what I'm going to do. Like you can think it in your head, but when you actually like physically put it down or like write it and like the thing I've learned a lot is just in sports is if you think like, oh, I want to go to this tournament and I want to place like top five, you know, you might place top five, but you're probably, you know, you might place below. If you go into like the tournament or event and you think, you know, what, I'm going here to win, you might not win, but you're probably going to take second or third. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you have to set your goals at the highest possible like point. I think that's very important because I seen it like in high school sports or something like our team would be like, oh, we should beat this team this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, but your yeah. goal should really be a state title and the other things will come easier when you, you know what I mean? Because when you put something, a goal, you might not reach it, but you're going to try. And yeah. so you want to put it as high as you can th so the things below it become easier. Right on, you know, and we're talking up ourselves too about this, and you know, because we're guys that just as soon as we put our minds to something, you know, there's a lot of people that are like us too, which is awesome. You know, there's a lot of people that aren't, but when we say this is going to happen, it just happens, right? 
it's not all sunshine and roses, though. No. There's a no. lot of suck along the way. There's a lot of falling flat on your face. Tell me a little bit about how you feel there, because I'm sure there's been times you're, you've you thought, why did I do this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or, or you yeah. fell short and like, I made this decision to do whatever, and now I just didn't even come close. Yeah. I mean, that actually just happened to me last weekend. Um, so I went to this tournament in Canada and I didn't exactly cut my weight the best to make my weight class. And I lost my first match. I was winning like six to zero and I literally like blew it in the last minute. And like, mm. I got done wrestling. I was just like, like, how did I lose? You know, like I was literally dominating the whole match and I like did one dumb thing. And I was like, you know, like either like I can just like quit now or like i'm just gonna fight back you know because like when you lose your first match you have to like wrestle a lot more times and so yeah i just was like you know what like i'm just gonna leave it all out here and so i came back and i wrestled the guy again for third and i beat him pretty bad you know i and so it's i think when you get backed up against a wall like you really find out what someone is like some people quit and some people keep going and like you can't always change that. There's some people that just are going to quit. You know, sometimes it's just deep inside you. And I think a lot of that has to do with how you're raised or like, you know, how you grow yeah. up, you know, things like that. I'm sure like your parents or your mom, like you were saying, like really supported you to have that mental toughness and like that desire, like not to back down and like, you know, I'm going to do this. Right on. You know, they, my parents were really, really good at that because they, they they never said you can't do this. Yeah. You know, they... they there's sometimes I'm also not a believer in saying even to my kids, well, you can do anything you want to do because I think that's kind of BS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has different talents, right? Yeah. You know, my son could never wrestle as good as you. You could never swim probably as you good could. as my son can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but to just p- parents are great to say or even to just be quiet and just say, go for it. You know, because if you like you're saying, you know, you have the suck that's there. And I've had so many mistakes that I've made in my own life, too. This isn't just a we always make awesome decisions. And then we're these super cool people that just have it all together. It's daily, you know, because we're we're very, very human and we very, very much can suck. Yeah. (laughs) Just like other people. But it's how we approach the suck after it happens and how we take that and say, okay, well, my back's up against the wall. You mentioned it when you were wrestling. When you you said when you wrestle and you lose your first match, you have to wrestle so much more now. You can come back. Absolutely. Because it's never about how much you get knocked back down. It only matters that you actually get back up again. Exactly. And like I think the thing for me is like I've won uh, hundreds of wrestling tournaments, but like the only ones I remember are the ones I lost. And like, I think, (laughs) like, I mean, I remember some of the ones I won, but like the main thing I remember is like the ones I lost because like, I am so afraid of losing. Like, it's not that like, I want to win. It's like, I'm like losing is the worst thing in the world. Like that's my biggest fear is losing. And so when you have that like fear, like it's like, I can't do this, then winning becomes easier. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, say that again. I think that's the, can that be the one thing for today that somebody can, there's this thing on the show, right? Where they can take away one thing, but I try to give them one thing. That was cool. That was amazing. Like blowing my mind. Yeah. One more time, please. Um, so (laughs) I'm trying to think how I know, right? I was like, oh Lord, can we say it again? Yeah. When you're so afraid of losing, winning becomes easier. It's not accepting the loss. We're like, oh, okay, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that's beautiful. When you're afraid of losing, winning becomes easier. 
yeah when beautiful. like when when losing is your biggest fear winning becomes easier because like you will do anything not to lose and like when i like train like i always think like you know what like this is the one like these last five reps this is what's going to make the difference and like anyone can do the normal workout anyone can yeah, go to the gym yeah. but it's like those last couple of reps or last little things you know or do 50 push-ups before bed that's where you make like the biggest gains like everyone can work out you know yeah it's yeah. about like the the little things awesome dude i i really appreciate you being on man yeah yeah this was amazing and mind-blowing you got me all fired up this was like wow let's keep going all right we're gonna wrestle after this and uh, i'm gonna get my butt kicked because what's no gonna kidding. happen <laughs> you're no kidding like, yeah you are <laughs> come on i got some good stuff going on yeah. <laughs> i love it man anything else you want to say before we wrap this uh no i guess just like we were talking about the biggest thing is just believe in yourself yeah, make the change yeah, for yourself. For yourself. It's up like it's always up to you. It's not you have to do things for yourself. You have to be selfish. Like it like you were saying, selfish is a bad word, but that's how you have to be. Like especially in like no one feels bad for you. No one like like people want to see you do bad sometimes. Like you have to do it for yourself. I love it. Thanks, my man. Yeah, no All problem. Right. <laughs> so yeah, where can people find you on social media so they can follow your um, journey here? So my Instagram is Angus underscore Arthur. Angus like the cow. A-N-G-U-S <laughs> underscore Arthur. A-R-T-H-U-R. And then I'm um, just Facebook Angus Arthur. It's pretty easy to find me because I have a unique name. <laughs> I love it. I love a little Angus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a little filet, a little burger. Awesome. Thanks again, bud. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank All you. Right. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan and I approve this message.